millions of people taking to the streets to voice their discontent. A wave of strikes in key sectors, such as public transport and schools. And also the closing of several ports, many flight cancellations, waste collection services suspended and road blockages. Plus, clashes with the police, arson and riots in the streets, hundreds of arrests, just to name a few of the events that have occurred in recent times. All this because of an overhaul of the pension system. I'm Pierfrancesco Loreto and this is your War Reporter. Today, I will take you to Paris, the world-renowned Ville Lumière, or the City of Lights if you prefer. There, during his first presidential campaign in 2017, Emmanuel Macron included a pension reform in his election manifesto. Once elected for his first five-year term, the president tried to get it done in 2019, but tens of thousands of people protested against the bill. Then, in March 2020, his government, guided by the then Prime Minister Edouard Philippe, scrapped the project to focus on the fight against COVID-19. Fast forward to January of this year, when the current Prime Minister, Elisabeth Borne, put forward a new draft law providing for the rise in retirement age, which is to be gradually increased from the 1st of September 2023, at the rate of three months per year of birth. In other words, it will be set at 63 years and three months in 2027, to then reach 64 years in 2030. To qualify for a full pension, from 2027, it will be necessary to have worked for 43 years, unless you are 67 when you retire, just like it is now. At the moment, France is one of the European countries where the legal retirement age is the lowest, as it stands at 62. In Spain is 65, 66 in the UK and 67 in Germany and Italy. So, the government has chosen to raise it to respond to the financial deterioration of pension funds and the ageing of the population. The ultimate goal of this bill is to cover the deficit of 13.5 billion euros that the pension system will reach by 2030. Emmanuel Macron has decided that it is worth spending so much time, energy and political capital on simply balancing the books. He firmly believes that this step is indispensable from two perspectives. On an international level, the reform will send a positive signal to the financial markets and to the European partners. Whereas domestically, 
Thanks to the surplus or work that will ensue, it will make it possible to leave the government a certain room for manoeuvre for future expenditure, starting with public services. On the 16th of March, after a meeting between the President and his Prime Minister, Elisabeth Borne, the government decided to trigger Article 49.3 of the Constitution to pass the bill without a vote in Parliament. That happened because Macron's centrist party, Renaissance, has no parliamentary majority following last year's general elections. In other words, they could not afford a vote in the Assemblée Nationale as they could have lost it. To be clear, Macron had been trying to win the backing of a good number of MPs from the Conservative Party Le Républicain, but that just didn't happen. So, there was no other option than activating the infamous Article 49.3 in a move which has been criticised by many as undemocratic. Coming up, with its future at stake, the government is cornered and goes all in to approve the law. Hello there, it's Piet Francesco here. I would like to remind you that The Wall Reporter is also on Facebook and Instagram. So, don't forget to follow both accounts, subscribe to the podcast and rate it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Last but not least, you can also support the show by donating at www.buymeacoffee.com slash worldreporter That's buymeacoffee.com slash worldreporter Your help will be very much appreciated. And now, back to the show. Having failed to win the support of a fair amount of opposition MPs, Elisabeth Borch's minority government played the Article 49.3 card to pass the pension bill. That is often depicted as a denial of democracy, since in fact the executive can approve a reform without needing a parliamentary vote. But the protocol is clear and it is what it says. Article 49.3 of the Constitution gives the possibility to the Prime Minister, after deliberation of the Cabinet, to engage the responsibility of the government on the vote of a Bill of Finance Law or a Bill regarding Social Security funding, which thus allows the adoption of a text without the approval of members of the Assemblée Nationale. Since the 2008 Constitution Act, the use of this procedure has been limited to one bill per parliamentary session. But that doesn't apply to a bill which covers financial law or social security financing. Article 49.3 has been used 100 times during the Fifth Republic and current Prime Minister Elisabeth Borg has already activated 
11 times. Before last week, she did it 10 times for the budget approval last year, as once again, the government didn't hold an overall majority. After last year's general election, the ruling coalition has only 249 seats, while the opposition parties have 327 seats combined. Not allowing a parliamentary vote on the pension bill has hardened the social movement against reform, as several union leaders had warned, and sparked even more outrage and spontaneous demonstrations across the country. On the 20th of March, Bourne's executive narrowly survived a vote of no confidence in the National Assembly in a much tighter ballot than expected. 278 MPs, predominantly from the left and the far right, backed a cross-party no-confidence motion, coming really close to the 287 votes needed to break down the government. After a long silence, President Macron was interviewed two days later at the Elysee by TF1 journalist Marie-Sophie Lacaro and her France 2 colleague Julien Buget. The programme was broadcast on both channels and drew an audience of 10 million people with a 67% share of all TV viewers. Macron said that the reform doesn't make him happy, that he wished he didn't need to do it, but that it was necessary, and he really hopes it can enter into force by the end of the year. He added that the alternative proposed by the opposition parties was a shortfall that would be paid by future generations and that trade unions didn't suggest a compromise. The French president also pointed out that he is prepared to accept unpopularity as his approval ratings keep plunging. And then answered the question on everybody's lips, what's next for PM Bourne and her government? Macron clarified that she has his full confidence and she needs to widen her majority, given that there is no alternative majority. How she will manage to do that in this fiery atmosphere remains to be seen whilst the social unrest increases in the country. That's all for today's episode, which was produced, edited and hosted by me, Pierfrancesco Loreto. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you soon.